0: Okay. Hey, man, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast, man. How you doing?
1: Man, appreciate you for having me, man. I'm doing great, man. Blessings, man.
0: Hey, man, I'd like to welcome uh, my friend uh, Trent Green to the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Uh, we was in the uh, military together. We was in Korea together back in 2014, that's, 2015. Thanks, time frame. So, you know... uh been keeping up with him ever since I uh, got out the military in 2020. And uh, and I uh, see, you know, he has gotten into the dog uh, breeding business. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to start from the beginning first. As um, uh, far as, like, where you're from, childhood, things like that. And then we'll lead it up to now.
1: Wow, sure. so man, again, man, appreciate for having me again, and yeah, man. Um, from Rockingham, my name is Trenton Green, Green Light Kindles. Um, from Rockingham, North Carolina, man, born and raised. Um, always. So,
0: so uh, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. So, uh, so from Rockingham, North Carolina. So, uh, how is it growing up there? Like, what's some of the obstacles you had to face as far as, you know, growing up in Rockham, North Carolina?
1: Wow, man. So, real, real small area. Real small area. And I'm going to be honest, as a black young man in that area, you know what I'm saying, the, mo- the biggest thing you could do and the best thing you better do is be great at football around there because we just big for football. That's about it. And that's really the only way out. And I was just really trying to either get a football scholarship or, you know, a track scholarship. Something to get me out of Rockingham because it was nothing, you know what I'm saying? It's a dead end, you know. You're going to end up doing what you see, you know, everybody else doing, selling drugs or just going down the wrong path. You know, simple.
0: So um, do you have any um, any siblings?
1: Oh, yeah, man. Um, I'm the third oldest. I have an older sister, an older brother, and I have a younger brother. And then on my father's side, I had two siblings, but I had one that is deceased and he's my old the um but the one that's living is my oldest brother. So I got what, four brothers and a sister. Yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, small area. It's like that in most small areas, you know, yeah. uh as far as you know, uh, the only outlet is either, you know, either getting into the streets or uh or being good at a sport. Right. So, um especially, you know, as a black person, you know, that's what they label us as anyway, you know. Right. You know, uh, so as far as what was your talents growing up as a kid, was you good at sports or was you into music or, like, uh, what what was you into before you uh, got older?
1: I really was, you know, a monster, you know, in football and definitely on the track, man. I was a different breed on the track. You know, and that's how I thought I was going to get out of North Carolina, but that didn't happen. Um, and then, you know, I grew up in the church, so I could play instruments, I could sing, so that was definitely, you know. And I still do things like that, so that was my talent, still my talents.
0: Oh, okay, so where uh, where did you go to high school?
1: Richmond Senior High, Lockhart, North Carolina. And uh, what made you want to go into the military? Man, I just lost the opportunity to have a track scholarship. The military was the last option because I, I felt like in my immediate family, meaning like my mom and my sister, you know, we was cursed. Like, my my mama got, you know, discharged from the military while she was in basic. And then the same thing happened to my sister. So military was out the question for me. Like, I'm like, I ain't finna go through all that just to get to the end of basic. And they sent me to the house. So I just, you know, want, but once... You know, different colleges was like, hey, we got to rescind our offer or we can't, you know, take you on scholarship, you know. I I was like, how am I going to go to this college? How am I going to get a degree? Because the military was only for a degree, you know what I'm saying? so that's how I ended up joining because I wasn't an athlete no more, basically, you know. Okay. So what was your – what
0: year did you go in the military – what was your job in the military, and uh, how many years were you in?
1: Uh, well, I uh, went in like two weeks after graduation, July 2014, and I served, you know, up until late last year, um, until June 28th, 2021. And what, what was your job in the military? Oh, I was a 25 limo, cable installer, and maintainer. You know, I did uh, the cabling for, you know, the foundation for cabling for a Wi-Fi and phone and internet service. Dealing with fiber or ethernet, cable, which is, you know, known to regular people, copper.
0: Okay. So as, um, as you uh, joined the military and you're just going about through your military career, uh, when you've seen uh, reality of your military career coming to an end, um, what made you get into dog breeding? Did you get into uh, dog breeding before you got out the military or was it after you get got
1: out? Okay. So I, number one, I always had dogs, you know what I'm saying? I always had dogs, but when I joined the military, you ain't finna have no dogs, not in a barracks or not on their base or just not in the area that you are renting or, you know, leasing. So, I never could, you know, have dogs. So, the last time that they deployed me, I was just like, you know what? Hey, when I get back, I'm hanging this up. It is a wrap. So, I'm sitting, you know, overseas, and I'm just like, all right, bro, I'm finna invest in something that I want, And, you know what I'm saying? I might do, because initially, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, going to start breathing, you know? I just wanted a nice looking dog and I was willing to spend the money to have it. You know what I'm saying? But as I'm buying the dog, I was, you know what I'm saying? Encouraged and, you know, so I extended the offer to join the kennel that I was buying the dog from, you know? So I took the opportunity and, you know, some things happened and, you know, it was some disagreements and, you know, as, as a grown man, I'm just going to agree So you know what I'm saying? separate myself, you know what I'm saying, through distance. We ain't got to do all the extra stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I started Greenlight Kennels, and it's just been us ever since, man.
0: Okay, then. So when you got into the dog breeding uh, business, what was the
1: uh, first dog you started off with? Wow, the first dog that I purchased, his name was Dolph, and he died. So initially I had spent, you know, a mount and took a loss <laughs> and was like I don't even know if I want to keep doing this and then I bought another dog and she lives so I was like you know what her name Awkwafina. Uh I bought her and I still have her to this day uh, but I wasn't satisfied and I bought what really kicked me off I bought this dog named Genesis and I currently still have him he the number one stud in my kennel right now and he he really producing for me and He the one that really started Genesis.
0: And what type of dogs was uh, Dolph Aquafina and Genesis?
1: So, Dolph and Aquafina, well, Dolph was and Aquafina currently is American Bully, Um, but Genesis is a exotic American Bully. So, it's a different type of blood, a different type of look between you know, and it's distinctive between the two type of dogs. Okay.
0: So, um, so I know it's a lot of ups and downs when it comes to the dog breeding business. Yeah, I like got, I got <laughs> a lot of friends that's into it, and uh, a lot of friends I know they either deal with Frenchies or they deal right. with uh, or the, the pit bulls. Yeah. So, so uh, I just want you to go in detail, you know, and uh, you could, you know, it don't have to be a short answer, but you know. Wow! Uh, I just want you to go in detail as far as the ins and outs of your or your dog breeding business. You know, uh, as far as like what what type of dogs you got, uh, prices. um, You know, uh, just the ins and outs. So, like, you know, if someone uh, if someone wanted to start start a dog breeding business, you know, just basically explain the foundation of of how you started and uh, until you, until you started, you know, making money and got established.
1: Okay. So which one you want me to answer first? (laughs) Which way you want me to go first? Oh,
0: oh, You can start from the beginning, you know, it'll have to be whichever. whichever Okay. So
1: initially I would encourage anybody that's, you know what I'm saying? Considering, you know what I'm saying? Getting into the dog business. Number one, do your research because I did some research and I didn't do enough So I've been learning through, you know, trial and error and just, you know what I'm saying, things of that nature, just, you know what I'm saying, trying my hands at things and learning. If it go well, it go well. If it didn't, it didn't. And just learning from it. You know what I'm saying? But do your research and also stack your money and know what direction you're going in from the start. Know your vision, what you're trying to create in your lane, you know what I'm saying? Because you can get easily caught up with what you're seeing at these dog shows or what you're seeing on the internet that everybody else is using and breeding to and trying to create or a look or a certain color. Do what makes you happy. What you want to see running around in your backyard. Cause at the end of the day, the next man or woman might not buy what, are, what you're selling. So you might have to keep that dog. So be sure that you want to see and feed that dog, you know, and stack your bread safe. Because at the end of the day, this is not no, you know, easy business to, you know, just jump into because dog food come like a light bill, you know. Like, that might be anywhere from 100 to 500 to $600 a month. And then you got to consider vet bills if you don't know how to, you know, properly give your dog or get, you know, a supply of the proper things that your dog needs to survive. So you got to consider vet bills. You got to consider, consider food water bill gonna go crazy. You know, that's gonna be another thing that's gonna go up. Light bill, you know, because you might be running an extra AC for your dogs. You know, an extra unit for your dogs. Or you might be running, you know, extra fans for your dogs. So, on them several, several months, your, your light bill might jump up five $600. You know, a month. You know, so that's all the things that you need to be, you know what I'm saying, knowing, going into it, and a lot of things that I learned going through it because initially I'm just thinking I'm finna breed dogs. I didn't, you know, see all the and C sections and vitamins and shots and, you know, getting the, the dog's ears done. if that's something that you want to see that your dog have done, you know, or you can keep the ears. It's a per- personal preference. Like it's so many things that, you know, goes into this. And you also want to have Man, C- right? I mean, not a C D, uh, a LLC so for your business and whatever your killer name so you can file it on your taxes and you know ensure that you're getting some of that income back and you know things of that nature and it's so much you got to think about c-section they they range anywhere from 600 to four grand you know they, these are things that you need to be knowing and considering because it's not anything that the next man is going to give you or anything that's easy and you're going to be coming out of pocket for a lot of this if you don't have that business credit or that business account already set and already you know have some you know maturity behind it to be able to spend on a card and things of that nature so all of that you know and having shirts made and logos I had to spend money on logos and spend money on you know to promote your promoters and to promote your business and promote your kennels, to promote your dogs and get professional pictures done of your dogs. And you got to have professional photo shoots. Like, these are things, if you want to, you know, have your kennel stand out. And going to these shows, going to these shows ain't ain't cheap also. You might have to fly your dog. You might have to drive. You know, and, and gas prices is crazy right now. So, And then you got to pay for the booth. And a booth might be anywhere from 100 to 250 for a booth just to, you know, come out there and be able to show and promote your dogs. $20 a dog. Let's say you got $10 in there, you know, and then you got to pay personally for you to physically get in there. So it's not a, I'm just going to wake up and do it because I, you know, I got dogs and I like dogs. And then you got to realize you have you know you if you got a pit bull you can't expect to make 10 to 5 or 4 or 20 to 30 grand off of your dogs and i know these numbers are all over the place but you can't expect you know to get these type of numbers if you know your dog doesn't have that quality you know that look that structure you know that temperament that that you know that color that you know everybody is you know out here trying to you know get in their possession so And it's a a high demand for these dogs. Like I said, I have American bullies. I have exotic American bullies. I have Frenchies, you know, French bulldogs. And, I you know, I have different classes because not everybody is going to like certain types of dogs. So I try to make sure I got something for everybody. But did I answer all of your questions? Did I something I missed?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good foundation. You know, I just wanted to know, you know, people that listen to this, you know, that entrepreneurs and things right. like that, you know, if they want to get into type that type of field, you know, what type of expenses and stuff that they yeah. can be looking at cuz you know, a lot of people dive into stuff head first and then right. when it, when, then, when it happens that they like, "Hey, I didn't think all this came with it." You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, so
1: Oh, one more thing. If you do not like cleaning up, can I cuss? <laughs> if you don't like Oh yeah. It, cleaning up shit and piss, this is not for you at all. Because they can't clean it up and they're not going to clean it up. They're going to look at you. Or your house is going to stink or be dirty. Because you can't have them outside and all types of climate also. These dogs are die on you. have heat strokes in 15 to 30 minutes. If you don't know what to do to to revive these dogs. These are, you know, high quality, you know what I'm saying, dogs. Or very, you know, I ain't going to say, you know, very delicate dogs, so that's, how, that's the best way I can say. So, you got to make sure they in the right type of climates and settings to be able to survive, and you got to provide them with that. So, that means clean up shit and pitch. But go ahead, bro.
0: Yeah, so as far as your kennel, you, you only have uh bullies and Frenchies right now, yes, sir. And uh, what is your uh prices like? What's the price ranges for Frenchies and bullies like when you sell them?
1: Right now, everything that I'm selling, you know, because I'm not one of them guys that's trying to break anybody's price. I'm just trying to put out great quality dogs. So anything that you can get from me starts at 3500 That's what my dogs, everything on my yard starts at 3500 And the most that I'm asking anybody for right now is $6,500. And that come with, you know, better quality and better structure and better temperament and, you know, all of that, you know. But the foundation price is $3,500.
0: Okay, and um, as far as the breeding process, because I'm curious to know about this too. So, when you're breeding dogs, like once you have a kennel full of puppies, and you waiting to, you know, sell them and things like that, uh, how often do you breed your the dogs? Like, do you breed them after you get rid of the puppies, and then try to breed them again, or like, or do you get, or do you sell? whoever you use to breed them and then get some new dogs to breed? Like how does that go?
1: So usually what I would do, you know, I would keep the mother dog and, you know, potentially breed her again six months later. Cause there's usually four to six months later is usually how they cycle come around. And if, you know, if that previous breeding wasn't her retirement breeding, meaning her last breeding that I was going to do with her, then, you know, I would breed her again. And, Majority of the time, I'm going to keep a daughter of hers off of the litter, So I'm going to, you know, get that, you know. I'm going to breed her when it's her time, you know. And that'd probably be, you know, during her second heat when she come around. by that time, she might be two years old. But during that time of waiting, her mother, you know, if I kept her, and that wasn't her retirement breeding to make that dog, I would, you know, breed her again. So that would bridge the gap. You know, while I'm waiting on her to mature and become ready to breed.
0: Okay. So, uh, what is the short and long-term goals for you as a dog breeder? Like, how long do you see yourself doing this? What's the short and long-term goals as far as your uh, business?
1: I don't see myself doing this forever. I probably say about another five years of just doing it on some – trying to be known and trying to – you know what I'm saying – be out here in these shows, but I, that's just on that type of platform, you know, but I can see myself doing it forever. till so, you know, to the day I leave this earth, but then, by then i will be done establish myself on some, I have repeat customer and clientele, hopefully.
0: Okay. So, um, I know that you, uh, know the answer out of the business. So, you know everything in any type of business. No, no matter what type of business it is, is like levels to it. Then right. You got, you know, like in sports, you got high school, you got right. college, and then you got the NBA. Right. So, what is the levels in dog breeding as far as you know? Uh, you got you know people that that might only got one dog and a couple puppies, and then you got people that probably got thousands of dogs. Like a, I don't know if you know any famous right. dog breeders that people you know uh, follow and look after right. and take their methods, you know.
1: Right. Man, it's man, it's so. Like you just said, like the, the I feel like to just use, you know, the, the example that you use. I feel like we can all I'll go all the way back to it's saying it's elementary side, you know, type of breeders. You know what I'm saying? Just. You know, just getting one one dog and trying to push that dog and trying to create something, some type of buzz. You know, then you got you know the middle school breeders that's all. You know, I know you know took the training wheels off and I got a couple of dogs. I got a, one or two breedings under my belt. You know what I'm saying? And then you know you got the the, the high school. You know breeders that's just I I I'm I got this. You know I've been doing this a little second now. It's time for me to move up. You know I got four, five, six, seven dogs. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the college level, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, bro, I'm, I'm low-key, you know what I'm saying, the GOAT, but I ain't I ain't solidified because I ain't getting paid, paid to do this, you know what I'm saying? And then you got the pros, you know what I'm saying? You got the boys that's really nationally, internationally out here doing it, and that's where I'm saying I feel like I could be here in the next five years, and officially I want to touch that level and, and feel like all this time and energy and effort and, you know, money and blood, sweat and tears that I'm putting into it it's not for nothing, you know what I'm saying, but I don't intend to be on that level forever. You know what I'm saying? I want to get there and say, "Hey, I accomplished that." And then, you know, come back to reality and just be like, all right, I just want to put great quality dogs cuz that's my whole goal anyway. Number 1, always to put great quality, great temperament, beautiful dogs and, you know, great homes. That's all I really want to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm not really trying to ask nobody for, you know what I'm saying, 20 grand, 30 grand for a dog, you know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm trying to do.
0: Okay. So um, just to uh round back to, you know, the beginning. So where did where did you find a passion for dogs?
1: Man, probably like probably forever, but the first time that I know I had a dog of my own, probably like six, seventh grade.
0: And what um what made you want to start uh, breeding dogs? Because, you know, it's a different, you know, having a pet that you love versus, you know, having a lot of dogs that you know that you ain't going to see in a couple of weeks or something if they get sold or see in a couple of days, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's kind of, I know they got to be some type of uh emotional detachment from some of the dogs that you know that you're about to sell, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh... Really and truly, I, like I said, my first litter was a mistake, man. I come outside one morning to go get on the bus and my dog was out there going, hell, you know what I'm saying? So my first litter was a mistake, but it was the first time that I was in witnessed. you know what I'm saying, life, you know what I'm saying? I was excited, you know what I'm saying? Well, my dog had the puppies, you know, God rest her soul, she died at birth, but just to watch her, you know, give birth to them puppies. And then I had to, you know, bottle feed them puppies, you know, to keep them living, you know. So that just started their interest early. But like I said, by the time I joined the military, and I did it up until I left, you know, up until I left to join the military. So, But when I joined the military, you know, you was in the military, you know how I go. I ain't no dogs. You're not finna have a no dog. They don't care how, you, how great you are, what you do, how you, you know what I'm saying, present it. You're not finna have a dog. So that really stopped me, but like, like you said, when I got ready to hang up the uniform, I was like, I'm going to get back to doing what I like to do.
0: Yeah, yeah man, that's awesome, man, that you are uh, in the dog breeding uh, business, because that's a, uh, I would say, I mean, uh, from the outside looking in, I would have to say it's kind of a rare type of business. It's not a type of business that people are knocking down the door to get into. Like that's one of those things. They are
1: crazy, bro. They are like, I, like you gotta, you gotta look at it. Like this is a, a, a way to make tax free, you know what I'm saying? Income. If You know what I'm saying? And, and create something. So this is something that a lot of people are leaving the streets for. A lot of drug dealers are, are hanging that up, or learning, or turning the streets in, and learning and perfecting this craft. To you know what I'm saying? To be here for their kids, you know, and be a legitimate business owner. Like they, 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 they doing it, man. It's, it's beautiful, man. They knocking down the door. They, 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 tired, they paying a the ticket to come in, bro. For real.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. Especially with those. Uh... Those Frenchies, man, because I be seeing people selling those Frenchies for $5,000 apiece, man.
1: Man, them fluffy Frenchies, man, they going for 20 rats right now, man.
0: That's crazy, man.
1: $20,000, bro. That's the starting price. And
0: what's the what's the lifespan on the dogs that you got?
1: Of mine? So my American Bullies, you know, they got regular, you know, lifespan. But I would tell you, these exotics, like I said, they are very delicate. So... You might get five, you know what I'm saying, five to ten years, you know, out of them. But some of them, if they are bred, and that's what I'm saying, if you get a dog that's not bred to, you know what I'm saying, to be functional, they lifespan could be, you know what I'm saying, the next second really because you you, you spend, you know, five, ten grand on a dog that just wasn't bred to, to walk too far, to, you know what I'm saying, stand up too long, be into certain heats, and you just – five to ten grand going down the drain because people, a lot of these kennels are out here just for the money. You know what I'm saying? And they don't care how the dog health is. They don't care how the dogs are turning out. So some of them, you know, if they're not bred, I'm going to be honest, if they're not bred correctly and they're not bred to, you know what I'm saying, function, Their lifespan is not very long. But mine, what I'm creating, what I'm putting out here, people heads, what I'm putting in these homes, what I'm making sure these little kids have something to come home from school to, these are great functional dogs, and they're going to give you a lifespan. You're going to be like, man, that dog's still living. That's how I am trying to do it, you know, and that's how I've I been creating.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, uh, you know, uh, anything, and uh, no matter what type of pet it is, you know, you have to really uh, love what you do yes, when, you deal, when, you, when you're dealing with animals. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a lot of hard uh Work behind the scenes. A lot of people don't see.
1: Boy, they don't. Man, they don't understand. They think they just gonna go sp- spend this five to ten grand and flip it in a couple of months. No, sir. It, in the meantime, between time, you gotta teach this dog. Spend time with this dog. Take this dog to the vet. Feed this dog every day. Groom this dog. You know what I'm saying? Teach. You know, you spend time with this dog because a lot of these dogs can cannot naturally tie, meaning that they cannot. Perform, you know, male dogs cannot ejaculate on their own. So sometimes you got to perform the act, or pay somebody, or pay the vet to do it. So, wow, hey, that's crazy, ain't Yeah, know yeah. You hey, you got to get real personal. You know what I'm saying? Some of these male dogs can't do it on their own. They might be too short. They might not can hit the hole. You know, hey, they might not. They might be shy. They might, you know, it, it's a lot to go into this that you know it's not all glitz and glam. It's not, you know, I'm just finna see money or I'm finna, you know, create some some crazy cause not all females take. You can, you know, get her tested and know her blood levels is right. You can go as far as it's pay for the okay, you might that's just example. You might take and pay for a stud. You might pay three grand for a stud, right? Then you're gonna pay three fifty to have your dog Cut open, you know what I'm saying? So they can inseminate her air, so they can, you know, put them, put the sperm right into her. But you might have to pay that three grand plus, you know, additional $350 to 400 dollars to have the sperm shipped to you. Let's say the dog don't is not in your city, the dog is 12, 14 hours away from you or overseas. So you gotta pay for the sperm to be sent to you. And then you gotta pay that three, four hundred dollars for them to put it inside of her. Then you gotta turn around. 61 days 60 days later 63 days later have her cut over and again you know it might be 600 that might be three grand 3,500 to have her cut over and get the puppies out you if you do the math you and that's low end numbers if you do that math right there, you already in 12 grand to one breed before you even see a puppy before you even know that she got puppies in her, and then boom she ain't even pregnant Wow,
0: <laughs> that's crazy.
1: <laughs> you feel me?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a tw- tough hey, man. Yeah, that's, yeah you got to have some real determination and real. Man,
1: listen, I done took so many losses. I done took so many L's on the chin, but I call them lessons. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't, you know what I'm saying, all rainbows and cupcakes over here every day. You know what I'm saying? You got to really want it. You gotta really wanna create. That's all I'm at this point, it's not about the money. And when I initially, it was about the money. And I'm okay about making money with the dogs, but because I put so much money into them. I I put that time and that energy into them, you know. But I just wanna create beautiful dogs. I just wanna put great pets in people's homes. You know what I'm saying? And I like the exotic dog, but I want healthy exotic dogs. Like if you look on my IG, you know you will see that I'm putting exactly what I'm talking about. I'm I'm trying to create beautiful, nice, healthy dogs.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I have a couple more questions before we wrap it up, man. But okay. uh, As far as um, the whole time you've been into this dog breeding business, uh, name a couple experiences where a person don't bought a dog from you, and they don't hit you a couple months later with, like, a heartfelt message on how gracious they were. All oh, it was a couple months later. They just hit you back and was like, you know, uh, just a you know a real heartfelt review that, that kind of made your day, that made you Man. like, this is why I do this, you know.
1: Hey, bro, and I'm going to tell you, that's the beautiful thing about it, bro. When you just going through your day, your every day, I got to clean up this boo-boo. I got to mop this floor. I got to do this. I got to let these dogs. I got to feed them. And then you get a up-to-date picture of that dog, and they taking great care of that dog, and that dog is turned out to be exactly what you imagine. And they tell you, hey, this is the best pet I ever had. This is, you know, this is my child's best friend. He sleeping in the bed. She sleeping in the bed with her, or he sleep up under the bed of my bed, you know what I'm saying, and he ride with me and that. That, man, listen, bro, that, I don't, that just be like, bro, it be making everything that I go through with this behind the scenes worth it, bro. I promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I know any, anything, you know, um, no matter what type of business this is, or even at a job, you know, or in relationship, everybody want reassurance at some point. Yeah. So, so when you get that, that grat- uh, when Saturday, that um, reassurance when right. people let let you know, hey man, it was this dog was awesome, or you know, i good job. Money with
1: you. glad I came. I'm, I'm glad I came and talked to you. I'm glad I took a chance on you. That that just made me feel good. Like I thank you. I appreciate it because you know that's all I wanted to do from the beginning.
0: Oh yeah. So do you, uh, do you have anything else that you want to put out before your uh, for your business that you want people to know and. Uh, After that, you can uh, tell people how to find you on social media and things like that and what state you're located in and things like that.
1: Okay. uh, First of all, like I said, I want to tell you, appreciate you for the opportunity, for having me on. You know what I'm saying? Give me an opportunity to use your platform to, you know what I'm saying, shine some light on my platform. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And to anybody that's listening that's going to hear this, you know what I'm saying? Again, my name is Trenton Green. You know, if you are interested in, you know, adding a pet to your home or interested in joining into, you know, getting your own kennel started, you know what I'm saying? I can shed any type of light or help you in that situation, point you in the right direction. If I can't, you know what I'm saying? Directly help you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you want to reach, reach out to me, my name is Trenton Green on Facebook. You know, I don't have a picture up there. It's my dog kennel page up there on IG. I'm Greenlight Kennels underscore North Carolina, but I'm located in Augusta, Georgia. I, I just represent North Carolina on IG because that's why I was born and raised. But I'm located in Augusta, Georgia. We can do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable about, you know, the process of receiving a dog. You can just go on faith and we just understand that we both going to do great business or we can put it in black and white. However you want to do it, we can do a contract. You know what I'm saying? That's how I do, how I operate. I'm still military, you know, so we still can do everything black and white. But, you know, um, like I said, Again, I thank you and if anything else, you know, that I missed that I was supposed to hit, but thank you, bro, for real.
0: Yeah, no, no problem, bro. I just think, you know, that was this was just a uh unique uh business because I don't did artist interviews, I don't did, you know, credit repair companies like more common stuff, but you know, I don't run into too many people that that's real deep into the dog breeding business, yeah. so I think that will uh, be real beneficial for anybody that either got a dog at home and they've been thinking about it, but they just ain't took that step. Oh yeah, for to do it.
1: Oh yeah, and all my dogs come with paperwork. They, you know, they, you know, and you have to be a legal register owner of a, a pet. You know what I'm saying? So don't no feel like oh that dog not full blooded. Hey, you have paperwork to you know to look at their ancestry report and all that. It goes deep, bro. It's real, real deep, bro.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, man. With paper, anything in life. If you got paperwork attached to it, you can't go wrong. For real. So you got any last words for we wrap
1: up, man? No, sir, man. Like I said, thank you, man. I'm grateful, man. Y'all come check me out, man. We, we got something for you. We got a little on the ground right now.
0: Okay, yeah, this is uh, I appreciate you uh coming on, man, and uh, you know, uh, I tell this to everybody that come on any, anytime, you know, you have something you want to uh, talk about, you know, right. Uh, as far as your business or just real life situations, because I don't know if you went through all my previous episodes, but I talking yes, about sir. real life I
1: stuff, love the- you know. You be you be dropping gems, man. That's what I was like, bro. I thank you because I, I I feel like this is a great platform. You know what I'm saying? And just to be honored on, with the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Thank you.
0: Yeah. So you know, anything that might you know come up in your life as far as you know, you'd be like, oh man, you know. My girl might did this. I think, you know, people need to know how to get out of this situation. You know, oh, you well, listen, I
1: got plenty stories and life lessons for that. <laughs> yeah. For real.
0: But, you know, you can just hit me up with, you know, any topic suggestions. And then, you know, most of my topics that I got on my episodes, like probably half of them, I didn't even come up with. Like right. a lot of a lot of people be like, hey, let's talk about this. And it only takes me a couple minutes to strike up an episode if I ain't got one already scheduled for that day, you know. So, you know, so this uh, concludes another episode of the Air
1: Jet. Yes. You
0: know, podcast is on on YouTube, it's on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, this episode should be up in the next hour or so. I'm about to uh, publish it when we get off of here. Okay, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming on and you keep um, keep up uh, the good work and keep doing man, what you're doing with man. those dogs,
1: man. You too, man. Keep doing all that you're doing, man. I see you wear a couple of different hats, man. Keep doing it, bro. Blessings. Oh, yeah, man. And this, this concludes
0: the episode, man. We out.
1: All right.